0: it's been a while today i have my friend chris back to my show for the second time chris how are you doing yeah i'm doing well i'm doing well how are you i'm great so it's been a while since our last episode or my last episode for this show i've been quite busy with some part-time works side job some family business and then of course looking for jobs and stuff I always want to update an episode, but the past few months just been too busy. And then also Olympic start, CrossFit Games start. I've been watching all the events and then some stuff happened. I got sent to quarantine to to a a government facility here in Hong Kong. So I I lose some motivation. And then I also just being a little bit lazy, to be honest. So I'm glad you're here to do this podcast with me today. Just let you know, how's your home clinic look like so far?
1: Yeah, yeah. So first off, thanks for having me. Um, It's great to get the second chance on this podcast. But yeah, right now I'm actually, you know, it's Sunday morning where I'm at, and I'm actually sitting in my practice right now because I live upstairs and get to practice downstairs. So, you know, it's been a really uh, amazing change for me, kind of moving and, and stepping into this new role. My practice is going well. It's been kind of growing steadily it's slow but steady so i'm really enjoying the process and just kind of taking it one day at a time good
0: so by the way if you guys in the dallas area dfw you need a chiropractor so let's check out chris clinic i will post his ig so you can have a contact get to his website get to his ig page have a look if you do need a chiropractor so let's get into our topic today crossfit Games has been over for a couple of weeks olympics been over a couple of weeks I always wanted to do this podcast, but I just don't have time. Like I said earlier, finally, we have time. I know it's not a hot topic anymore after the past few weeks for people are guess That's why you're listening right now. We want to talk about the CrossFit Games. It's quite expensive to be part of it, to compete. And today, Chris is not just a chiropractor. He's also competed at CrossFit Games back in 2015. He's quite a high level competitor in the US South region or the Texas so back in the days, people know who Chris Reed is. Back in 2015, 2016, 2017 season. Right now, I think if you're the OG people or if you compete at those age, people still know who he is. Of course, he doesn't compete anymore, but we, we're happy to have him to share his experience, tell us the story about regionals, games, and some competitions, and especially the cost. Athletes, they have all the spotlights they have all the victory all the smile but actually it costs quite a lot to become to be on the show and today chris will help us to break down a little bit tell us more about it crossfit games just happened a couple weeks ago did you really watch any events because last time we talked about in my podcast you stopped following crossfit much and someday during crossfit games week you actually sent me a video uh, you sent me, hey, Angus, did you see these events? Did you uh, see what happened to these athletes? Uh, so I was surprised you actually sent me, you brought up the topic. And then I want you to know how many events or were you really into it, this CrossFit Games this year?
1: Yeah, yeah. So a surprise to myself, actually, uh, I kind of found myself watching multiple events. CrossFit was such a big I guess, part of my life for several years. And then almost like in an instant, it was dropped for a little bit. And so I'm slowly kind of integrating myself back into the community. I'm not doing CrossFit by any means. That's probably done for me. But watching it is still really, um, it's interesting. And it's just wild to see how much the athletes have progressed even from 2017 when I was last competing, right? So it's it's remarkable to see. There was several 15, 16-year-olds out there this year who were just unbelievable so yeah i watched i watched quite a bit of the games not every second but at least try and watch the last heats of a
0: couple events right yeah so i remember back in the days before you made it to the games or when you first start crossfit you watch every single event every single heat basically all day thing for you right now i know you have different priority, you have different stuff to do So, but I'm still glad you spend some time to check out the sports you should do, the competition you should do, and maybe see the people you should compete with or the people you should look up, see how far they get or the new blood in this community. Personally, I don't really like to watch CrossFit events at all. I feel it because I've been coaching and I watch people work out enough already. Obviously, different level. I don't really have the interest to watch. Mainly just the highlights, but I won't really see it in front of a computer or screen to watch the whole event or even live. Uh, we're in Hong Kong, so we're like 12 hours ahead of the U.S., the East Coast. So most of the time when CrossFit Games, they have the events in the afternoon meaning the early morning here. People used to, people in here, I know they would stay up to watch it live. For me, I couldn't do it. Uh, it shows me I'm, I'm not super interested to watch CrossFit in live events. One thing I want you to point out is I actually watch Olympics the whole time. I didn't, I don't even really say I need to watch a CrossFit event because Olympics is more like four or every five years. And I'd rather spend my time to watch Olympics. Even some sports I maybe don't know the rules, I'm not, or something I never see on TV, I'd rather do that. And personally, I think CrossFit Games, they have a bad timing for this year because they have the Games Week with the Olympics on the same week. It's a new sport, and if you want to get more people to know about it or to watch it, I feel like shouldn't be on the same week with Olympics because most of the shows, main events, or main shows like, let's say, Super Bowl, Grammys Award, they're never on the same Sunday, even they always held in February. It also gets in my head during Formula One Hungarian stop and then 100 meter dash. they ha- It happened on the same date for my time zone. Formula One start at 9 p.m., so 9 a.m. East Coast time. Olympics, they know Formula One is happening at 9 p.m., so they put the time at 8.50 p.m. my time, 8.50 a.m. East Coast time zone, so make sure the most important events and Formula One will not be in overlap. Of course, like, it's, it's just my guess, but I think there's a high chance they actually look up what's other sports events. Think about it, like, if you're a big fan of sports, Contributed Dash is the most exciting event for track. And Formula One, if you like Formula One, you won't miss this. You won't miss it. It's not even once a week during the season. So you won't let you miss it. You probably want you to watch one thing once it's over and then switch channel to another thing. So I think they probably have some planning about it, make sure you not overlap with other events. I think CrossFit Games did a bad timing of it. You should pick that week. I know you would say, oh, Tokyo Olympics, people might not know is it, if it's happening or not. Well, they've been saying we'd like you to have these two weeks to make it happen. I know they keep doing all the testing, changing other stuff. For CrossFit Games, you can if you know like a year ahead or a like, couple months ahead, you can always like change the dates and stuff. So I, I don't think they did a really good job of it. And the reason I didn't watch it, not because the timing, it just I wasn't that anxious about it. But well, anyway, so we need to congratulate our friends who are still in the games, like mainly Roy. He was competing in individual this year. Who else do you know competing in team or individual? Yeah, so I actually had quite a few
1: friends qualify for team. You know, friends back in the day, I haven't, I haven't really kept up with a couple of them. But back when I was on Ten performances team, I was on their squad they're, they're located out of Florida, or they were. I don't know if they're still a company
0: anymore, but I met a bunch of really cool people through them. Can you tell us what company is it? Is it your sponsor or just some company? Like you met up at an event or, and then you connected? Yeah, yeah. So they were a sponsor of mine. Tin Performance was.
1: Met a bunch of really cool people through them. Let me try and reach back in my memory bank. It was Aaron Hanna, Travis Mayer, Daniel Tominski, I think, was his name. And then, so Aaron Hanna was on a team this year, mm-hmm. along with another friend of mine, Dylan Bailey. And they qualified from their gym for the games. And they did really well. They got like 16th or something, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And then another one of my friends from San Antonio, her name is Kristen Contreras. And she was she qualified from Lone Star CrossFit. I don't know if you're right. familiar with but they got seventeenth, I think. They got right behind them. So, yeah, they did great. You know, sixteenth and seventeenth is a—that's a great finish at the games.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like so finish in the mid mid table, I think is quite achievement. Of course, like most teams will have the expectations. Of course, everyone should be on podium. But I feel like most teams have expectations. of it. could be in top ten, could be win an event or win heat during the events. Whatever goal they had, I, I'm sure they're happy out of that many teams out there. I think it's 30 teams out there this year. So mid-table, I think it's a good finish. So speaking of that company, we'll get into maybe in your sponsor how did they how did it work later? But right now, I just like to you know how much did it cost if you to compete at the games or regionals. The reason I asked you, I'm interested. I know this is expensive. And then also CrossFit HQ this year, they charge people so much. So how did, how did they change it? They changed, well, oh, open is still the same, 20 bucks, 20 US for usually five weeks, now just like three weeks. So I got three workouts. It doesn't matter how many workouts you give me, like it could be sometimes like six, five weeks with six workouts with a lifting event or a split event. I think three weeks, are a little bit short, uh, you don't really get to test all the movements uh, in CrossFit since you have so many movements, usually in open you can be tested. If you make it your to top 10% in the world, then you can make it to next stage. We they call it quarterfinals. If you made it, they will send you an invitation. You should pay 50 US to do another couple workouts over the weekend, over four days. I think if you made it, you make it to semi-finals. If you don't make it, okay. Pay 50 bucks, do the workout, have fun. You can post on Instagram but say, so, hey, I managed to quarterfinal. Let's do it. And then some movement, you probably cannot even do it. You know you wouldn't finish. This a workout with GHD World Climb and Pistols. I'm not going through the whole workout. When I look at it, I said, yeah, even Games Athletes level, they might not be able to finish or they're really close to time cap. And then if I'm doing those workouts, I probably suck at one set, uh, first two sets. So people say, Angus, why don't you sign up for the Open this year? I'm like, yeah, like you're making sure the quarterfinal most likely. I said, yeah, I probably will, but... I'm not going to pay another 50 bucks when I know I don't have a chance to record for the uh, next stage. So I should pay 70 bucks just to do a couple workout. workouts. I'm not doing that. And also last episode we talked about, I don't really compete anymore, but if someone wants me to do it, just have fun. Yeah. That's why I still did the open workout. Quarterfinal final workouts. I know. When I look at it, there's a couple workouts I'll actually do, but I was, I know my limit. There's some workouts. I just know. Yeah. That's way of my level. Believe it or not when I was trying to do that wall ball and rolling workout, when I set up everything after a couple warmup, I just couldn't, My when I catch the ball here, my elbow just I never feel pain on my elbow during a wall ball. So I said, oh, something's wrong. So let's stop it. And I didn't do it. So basically I didn't do any quarter finals workout. That doesn't really matter because I didn't register for the open and quarterfinals. So I just wanted to test it out. I didn't get a chance to do it. And as expected, some people don't even finish some people don't even have a 50 feet rope at the gym so they pay the money and then they can even finish. it, even i submit a rep or two semi-finals mainly in u.s is the live events so you compete the people next to you uh, back in the days before covert but some content i think because of covert protocol so you need to do it online to qualify the games if you win top three or top whatever in the semi-finals, you can sh- directly to the games. If you make it to fourth or fifth or close to qualify, you got a last chance to qualify. You do another online workout video, yourself at the gym, submit it to HQ to get the last chance to qualify. And actually Alexis Johnson posted, you should pay another 50 bucks to do this last chance qualify. For the semi-finals or the live events, I'm not sure how much does it cost. So I assume it'd be about 200 bucks or 250 US. This is uh, how much you pay to compete back in the days, right? Back in regionals in the mid 2010s. How much did it cost you to compete in the regionals?
1: Yeah, so for team, I believe, and that was about six years ago. So I believe the regional fee was five or $600. I want to say I'm kind of leaning towards 500. But for individual it was 200
0: so i remember 200 because joe's instagram he needs to register to compete in regionals and then he made a post like 200 he wants to make it, he's a funny guy he wants to make it funny trying to tell people how much does it cost to compete in the crossfit regionals he made a post like 200 plus tax about 210 something like that and then he also tagged his sponsor have Discovery Card. So uh, maybe I couldn't pay it. 200 bucks I think to compete is quite expensive. Not to mention, you need to travel to the different city or different state. Or some people maybe from Latin America, they need to travel from, to different country, to Texas to compete. Traveling, round trip tickets or gas money, there's some money already. Registration is quite expensive as well. And one year you got the first, right? Did you get your kibbit or no? I would like you to know. The 2016, I think, they're doing something kind of like Murph, but different rep scheme.
1: Yeah. So I, from my memory, I think it was 2017, I believe. Right. doesn't really matter. But, yeah, the workout was, it was like run, then you do handstand push-ups and then squats, etc. cetera, right? Yep. chest to pull ups I think, or pull-ups, something That's- like that. You had pull-ups, too. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, we kind of went into the weekend thinking that the registration fee would cover the weight vest. That's actually not what happened because when we got done, it was like, all right, everybody return your weight vests. Joe and I, because Joe, uh, who Angus was talking about earlier, he was my training partner for three, three and a half years. And so, yeah, we were not upset, but a little bit disappointed that we didn't get to keep them because they're nice. Those 5'11 tactical weight vests are, are, they're incredible. Yeah, but we didn't even get the option to buy them out either.
0: Because oh, yeah. I was
1: like, well, it cost for us to just buy this right now. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, we're going to wash it and take it to the next regional. So, like, you can go to the booth and buy one, which is exactly what I did. I just went to the booth and bought a vest.
0: Since uh, you guys competed, did you get a discount to buy the Wave Vest? Yeah, I think we did. I think
1: it was a, a, a decent discount,
0: you know, like, there are a couple hundred bucks. I heard you need to pay just for the WaveFest and also pay different price to buy the weights, right? Was it correct? Yes, yes. The weights so basically are... basically two different yeah, things. Yeah.
1: Yep, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and so we had to go buy that, and it, they gave us a decent discount. So it was anywhere from 10, 15, maybe even 20%, which was pretty good for a, a relatively expensive item.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would expect they would give you a 50% off since you guys... Wearing the wave vest, like i basically that all weekend. Like you help them to promo about these uh, new equipment and stuff. Uh, but anyway, discount is a discount, right? So I just checked, fact check a little bit. Earlier, I just said uh, quarterfinal workout. I just look at it. That workout, I, when I look at it, I knew I wouldn't finish. I would struggle probably in the first set. It was a uh, full time, 60 GHD sit-ups, six row climbs, center highs, 50, 15 feet, 60 pistols. So 30 per side. F- and then 50, 5 GHD, five-row climb, 50 single-leg squat pistols, 40 GHD, four-row climbs, 40 pistols. You have 20-minute time. When I look at it, I say, yeah, there's no chance I will finish it. So that's why I, would, I, I knew it when it's, they say quarterfinal. Some people, like me, I could, I could qualify it. But when I'm doing it, I have no chance. Like, I'm way different level. Like, I'm not the same level as those people. Quarterfinal, to be honest, for me, it's just, like, another way to get more money from athletes or people participate. Especially, you need to sign up first before you know the workout. I didn't really like this idea, and then also another thing they try to charge people this year is the virtual games. Uh, so basically, you sign up under HQ, you do the games workout with the volume, but uh, you modify with with more appropriate weights or intensity or the rep scheme. But you need to pay fifty bucks. You get a T-shirt. Probably say virtual games athletes. Probably need to pay tax as well or shipping if you live overseas. I think it's great to uh, let people to try out the workouts and stuff, but I think $50 for that, thing is pointless because I can just do the workout on my own. Like some people may be just trying to prove themselves, oh, I can do this workout and stuff. I mean, to be honest, I'm not about that. And if you, even you modify it, still lots of volume over a weekend. Not many people, not many gym members can actually handle the volume. And also most of, most of them would do it at open gym. I assume they're more experienced, but if some people like they're not the experienced, they don't know how to pop a warm up or do the workout order and stuff. that me easier get injured. I just think it's it's not a great way for people like an average members to participate. So I'm not sure what's your opinion. Let you hear about it. Yeah,
1: well, I think you just said it right. It's not really a good way, or in my opinion, right, not a great way for the average community member to gauge their fitness level, right? Because you can't compare it with the games athletes. One, because it's, you don't have the same objects. You don't have the same environment. You don't have the same circumstances or anything like that. So you just can't compare. And two, yeah, I kind of agree with what you were saying. All of those things you can do at your gym, right? Like you can just do it at your gym and kind of do it at your own pace. I'm not really sure, I guess, like the reasoning behind the virtual games. You know, maybe it's just to try and add community into the games because I know that that has been an issue in the past, right? Yep, Yep. That CrossFit regionals and games and all the big competitions have pushed people away from CrossFit because it kind of conflicts with their philosophy behind community, right? Yep, yep. So maybe trying to bring them bridge the gap between the two you think that's a possibility
0: it could be but also uh, it's always in my my head uh, crossfit and crossfit games they're not the same thing and crossfit hq used to pose a picture could be like level one similar over the weekend or maybe in your grandma doing some movements at the yard or like at home or lifting some way so that try you tell people everyone can do it doesn't matter it's not about lifting heavy stuff but I think CrossFit games recently overlap with CrossFit. So outsiders, the people been just starting it, they think CrossFit is just about CrossFit games. It's not about the daily workout, the daily community members uh, doing a workout, try to get, stay active and then stay healthy and stuff. One workout last year in the games, uh, Atlanta, one mile run, 100 handstand push-ups, 200 pistols, 300 pull-ups, one mile run. And then you see uh, Hayley Adams and then also athletes tore their hands. And you should do the workout way fast, send up weights, 20 for guys, 14 for ladies. You believe me or not, like some people at the gym, I'm pretty sure they try to attempt it. They say, oh, this workout looks fun. Uh, I want you to do this workout. I can run, I can do this workout. I have five hours to spend in the gym, let's hit this. I'm like, bro and sis, like, make sure you modify it. If you try to hit it, or I maybe mean, do it a team style. You don't want you to rip your hands and you don't have the volume, you don't have the capacity to do this many high volume movements. So it looks sexy on paper. Oh, and then you can make a great post on your IG Sorry, Hey, bros, I did this workout today. I crushed it. Hashtag CrossFit Games or hashtag Matt Fraser. Hey, this is my time. I'm only like two hours behind you. But uh, I had fun. Yeah, yeah, please be careful because you, your training could be like try to compete, but your training volume and then also experience probably not like them. And those workouts... Out there for average people to do is dangerous. Even like me. I mean, obviously, I'm not like games ever. Athlete. I've been doing for, I can't remember how long, like eight or nine years now. There's still a lot for me. On paper, when I look at it, I'll definitely scale it. And some people, it just, they don't have a guidelines or they think, oh, this is cool stuff. I want to do it. So I feel like people really should be careful or at least have a guidelines. The virtual game's idea about scaling is good, but I don't see they're trying to promote this idea too much mainly it's because clean leather, the way they know they cannot do it that's why I like, oh i'm still doing this it's still heavy for a lot of people even like regular gym people i think it would be better if they the virtual games with less volume or maybe pick just one workout per day to put it out there i think it's good enough but of course they want to create the experience for people who say oh i did so much workout i have so much volume in, in one day or one weekend and stuff DM me if if you don't agree with me, but I just feel like this thing is just more like charging people more. I don't see the point about people participating. So regular people should participate. You think it's not really a good idea or you don't see the point, right? See, I can see from, you know, the perspective of
1: trying to let everybody be a part of the games. But at the same time, people, the average person is not designed
0: to carry out that volume. That's why the CrossFit Games open or other events during the year it could be like, back in the days like CrossFit live-offs and stuff. Most of the movement you've been practicing or the similar combinations, similar rep schemes, similar duration and stuff. You do only one hardcore workout. Well, I mean, you do one hardcore push it for that test once a week. Unlike at the virtual games, you do multiple workouts and then push hard, push super hard over a couple of days, right? So I think the open is more for everyone that's they've been trying to promote and they cut it to three weeks. Yeah, good and bad. Better events for people to commit since only three weeks. And then it, you might say, okay, less hardcore workout so people less chance to get injured. But I think one test per week, I think is fine in my opinion. If you know how to recover, if you know how to proper warm up. Anyway, let's, talk, let's not talk about open. I would like to know more about back in the days, whenever you compete in the games, because not many games athletes you share about it, or I don't know too many games athletes. So how much did it cost you to compete in the games? Of course, you need to go through open, regionals. Back in the days, six people per team. Let's say about 80 bucks per person. And then how much is the games just for registration? Yeah, I
1: honestly don't remember the exact amount for the the registration for the games. I want to say it was
0: somewhere between 800 and a thousand. That's quite a lot. And also CrossFit Games was back in Carson, right? You went to California, Carson, California.
1: Yeah, it was in California.
0: You guys flew over there, right?
1: From Texas? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you want to hear a funny story real quick? Yeah, let's go for it. Joe and I, because Joe, who you were talking about earlier, Joe and I traveled from Lubbock to Dallas to fly out to California, right? Cause we didn't want to fly from Lubbock cause it's a small airport. <laughs> we bought our tickets off of Spirit Airlines. Are you familiar with them? Yes. Yeah, it's don't ever fly with them, but it's just an <laughs> awful experience. Anyways, Joe and I pull up the night before cause our flight's out at 3 a.m. Cause yep. it was, you know, have awful times but they're really cheap. So our flight was at 3 a.m. We pull up our boarding passes to, to check into our flight. <laughs> And Joe pulled up him and his wife's ticket and he realized that he bought tickets for, it was like two weeks prior. Oh yeah. When he refreshed his page, the dates refreshed as well. And so he bought, he didn't have a ticket to fly to California. And so he buy tickets like, you know, five hours before the flight. And so it just cost him an arm and a leg to get to California. So it doubled his expenses for traveling pretty much.
0: Uh, that's so unfortunate. It's for- kind of accident and a little bit careless. It happened to me before as well. Two years ago, I went to Shanghai for a sanctional, so similar as regionals. Because to Hong Kong to Shanghai, you have so many flights. Some of my teammates, they need to work half day or so we arrive different time. I think back in the days before COVID, you have like 10 to 20 flights from Hong Kong to Shanghai. So I think my flight, when I check in, the counter staff said like, "Sir, this is Chimor, Are you flying out to And I was like, Oh God, I booked the wrong day. Basically, I need to pay extra money to change a flight. I don't need to buy new tickets, but I need to pay extra money. This is quite last minute change of booking date. So I made it through, I got to Shanghai, the location, but yeah, it did cost me some money. And also not to mention, I need to pay for everything for my travel. Back to your story.
1: Yeah, that airlines, the whole thing about Spirit is when you buy the ticket, there's no changes at all. So he just had to dump the tickets and buy a brand new pair of them. It was, uh, yeah, not the best situation. But for me personally, it was the flight, got there on, I think, it so the first event, which was like a raft swim and worm deadlift, was on Wednesday, right? So we had to get there. Yeah, you
0: guys at McDonald's for breakfast, I remember. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, 2015, I had no idea what I was doing or no idea. I can tell you a funny story about 2016 regionals here in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, we had to get there. I think we got there Sunday or Monday. And of the event, the actual games ended on Sunday. Think about food, hotel, rent a car, recovery stuff, et cetera, for a week. For me being 20 years old at the time, a hundred bucks feels like a thousand Exactly for someone, no income, still in college, taking out loans just to kind of you know, make it. It was tough. I had a lot of support from my wife who was working at the time, so it didn't hit me as hard as it would have without that support. Yep, but it was still something that to take into serious consideration and plan a lot for.
0: I also remember your gym did a fundraising because obviously the whole week for the games, the travel, the preparation flights, all the expense while in California. I mean, food, I mean, of course you eat no matter what, even at home, but it's still part of the expense because mostly you eat out, you don't really have time to cook and stuff like what you usually do back home. But the hotel, flights, everything. You guys did a fundraising, right? At the gym to let the community to support you guys a little bit financially. Was it correct?
1: Yeah, so we, uh, you know, our gym, our team was, was CrossFit Lubbock in Lubbock, Texas and our coaching owner Stephen Willis set up this fundraiser for it wasn't just for our gym it was for the whole Lubbock a couple different heats of workouts and just I think he had a couple different silent auctions or you know something like that that he did and just to help us raise money because he knew it would be quite an expense for most of us and him himself cuz he went as well which is great but yeah, it really was awesome in a couple of different ways. One, to get that financial support from our community, but also to get the emotional support from them as well. Just seeing that the whole community kind of rallied together to send us off and wish us the best at the games. So it was, it was awesome.
0: Definitely helped. We don't need to go over how much money does it cost exactly per person, uh, plus a the coach. There's six people on the teams, plus Steven, the coach. You like audience, you guys can roughly have an idea like how much does it cost from Lubbock or Dallas to LA or California for their flight round trip. And their hotel. They're not saying like five-star hotel or like luxury hotels. Not like those top games athletes you always see. Oh, they got business class. They they got five-star hotels. They got a black car to pick them up. Those are just like the top athletes. And they are, we are talking about the games athletes, but they are not like the top, top athletes. They're still like games level athletes. Very fit people, can give you a crazy workout time, crazy heavy weights. I'm talking about the people right here. He was a Games athlete. He students should pay that much money to participate in this event. It actually costs quite a lot of money. We don't need to, again, we don't need to talk about how much. You have an idea how much does it cost. You're there the whole weekend. For most athletes, end of the weekend of the CrossFit Games or end of a local competition or regionals event is the payday because... They spend so much time on the training. Well, let's go for the prize. I want you to know, like back in the days, let's say if you won an event, if your sponsor would give you some prize or if this would send you more supplements or give you cash prize, let's say if you win a local comp, your podium, do you get any prize from it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was not a, you know, top tier regional. I was not a bubble bubble games athlete like a regional almost making the games I was like bubble barely qualifying for regionals I like that term yeah so I, I was in regionals but 2017 like six seven people had to go team for me to make it and I ended up making it but it was not like I was a shoe in every year to make it so the way that my sponsors worked is that 10 performance helped pay for travel for, you know, like, uh, like regionals, they, they help pay for regionals travel, but nothing besides that. And they gave me, you know, supplements and recovery stuff, clothes, stuff like that. And I had a couple other different sponsors who didn't necessarily help me financially, but helped me with other supplements and clothes and stuff like that. Cause honestly, it's like, when I was doing this, I was 21 21 and 22 so I didn't really care or think about negotiating for monetary financial support for me it was just like hey man I'm getting some free clothes this is pretty cool
0: yeah for a college kid I think some whatever free is pretty dope already just like even Matt Fraser back when he first started he said oh if I win a local car, I win a couple hundred bucks I think it's like oh I'm making bang bro already but uh, of course, like in reality right now is free even free clothes, you might just you might just like think that oh it's not even some shirt I like or like oh whatever I have so many crossfit t-shirts or workout t-shirts already. Way right. more probably like in your closet, you need to clean up a little bit. But the reason I asked it because of the price of the recent event, I don't think it's that much compared to before. And a couple of athletes actually bought it up, a couple of athletes we know as well. See my final back in the days as a sanctional or I maybe mean, those like water producer, Dubai Fitness Champ. They pay out differently, but this year, let's say, oh, I think most, I think or every semi, semi-final event, let's say mid-Atlantic challenge, first place only get you five thousand US. Five thousand US, I mean, obviously it's money, but some people don't think it's much. Let's say the top 10, top 20 athletes, they know their games athletes level, but they know they are not like the top three or the top, right? Especially Matt phase was there, being realistic they know they probably don't make money when they get to the games. They may have a short podium in those semifinals, but they only got paid for 5K. And I just did some research about, of course, Dubai is a rich event. Yeah. If you win an event, just an event as a team, back in 2019, you got $10,000 just to win an event as a team. So between a team of four, you got $2,500 between each person. Okay, so you can see the big ratio, and Travis Williams, you know him, through Misfit. I met him in person one time when he came to Philippines. I joined the camp. Fun guy. He actually brought up some issues about recent events. First of all, he mentioned, oh, we only got 5K if I won the first place. And then he "Like, oh, I need to compete versus this guy and that guy. And this is what I got. We train all year. This is what we got. And the story is that he went to, I believe it's a three days event. He's a firefighter now, right? He just joined the fire department, right? Yep. So I'm just assuming, but I think it's true, but I'm just assuming, okay, only he knows or the close circle, his uh, close circles. He joined the event for the first day and then he dropped out the second and third day, said, I need to go back to work. Uh, I think for, for fire departments, I suppose he's new he should know his work schedule, his shift right before, uh, way before, way, way before. Could be a couple of weeks, a week, or maybe even a month ahead, he should know he need to work over the weekend. Or maybe he wouldn't get approved, but right? he still show up to do a day. And then he drop out the next two days and say, make a post. Sorry guys, I need to go to work. I think it's a statement he wants to say, the way this event, even a out the whole thing, you don't win money from winning an event. I think you should win the whole competition or podium, the whole competition to win the cash prize. Even I win 5K, it's still not much money compared to the job I have right now. So I think that's a message you want to show people because no way he didn't know he needs to work over the weekend. He choose to go there. Of course, it cost him money, but he choose to go there, show up. And I think he was sitting at the top, whatever, for going to second day. That message just came out from nowhere. And then he put a trigger, say, guys, I cannot do it. You know him in person. I'm not saying like if he always liked that or always trying to surprise people, but do you see there's a potential he knew he needs to work the next two days, but he just still show up to the event to tell the community a message about the pay is too low. It wasn't fair. Yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) just knowing Travis, I'm
1: super, super well. I've trained with him quite a bit. He stayed at my house for, a week when we were in Lubbock and training stuff like that. But who knows? He's definitely someone who's very unpredictable, but because he had to, he had to travel pretty far for the regional, right? Like he had to on a flight to go to, where was it? Missouri. Is that right? Nashville. That sounds right. So you know, it wasn't a short trip, right? It wasn't just right. a drive to Dallas, do an event and then leave. I mean, it took some serious planning to get to Nashville because you have to buy a flight, and then I'll you know, find a hotel, get a rental car, all of that stuff, which is expensive on its own.
0: Not Nashville, so, close enough. Sorry, Knoxville, Tennessee, so close Knoxville. enough. Yeah, He's based in Houston, and then you travel to uh, the other state. So, right, which is, I mean, that's a lot.
1: If you know that you're having to work, that's a lot of work to go through, just to have an interview about CrossFit and the the prize pool,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you pay a lot to just to compete. You've been out there. And then if you podium, if you win it, great. You might win some cash prize. Uh, maybe your sponsor will give you more stuff. Could be like bonus or prize. But it's not guaranteed, right? And then you still throw your body out there. You push it as hard as you can. And he just said, even I win it, it's not worth it. It's not enough for him. So I, I totally get it. Some people would say, oh, it's the passion of the doing this and stuff. I'm not about that, sorry. At the end of the day, they are still human. They need to pay bills. They have their responsibility. They have some stuff they should take care of, Could be in a student loan, could be in a mortgage, or could be whatever they need to support, or even getting groceries. for, Especially like these high-level athletes, I assume the grocery bills are really high as well because all the greens, all the organics, all the meats, all the good stuff. So... I mean, like, at the other day, they still need income. They still need to get paid to compare these, like, high levels. Some people just say, like, oh, well, like, if I make it famous, if I make it or not, it's just like being enjoyed. But yeah, but they still need to, like, make money from it. You could argue some professional athletes. It could be in the Derrick Rose after his injuries or Cam Newton in Patriots right now. Cam Newton, basically, was on, he was on a minimum contract to play. He was an MVP in the league. People say, oh, he's paid so low and stuff. This is quite a lot of money compared to normal people. And also his endorsement uh, and commercial, I'm sure, pay him a lot as well. So the reason he's still staying in the game is he's still staying out there. So he got paid through other stuff and people still know him. For CrossFit, if you, you're staying in the game, people know you. But if you don't do well... People just drop you. They could find another athlete to replace you for your sponsor endorsement once your contract is over. And if you don't do well, you don't get paid either. So that's my point about it. It's not necessarily about this person lost the drive or he's not passionate anymore. It's just like he or she being more realistic. This is just my opinion. I, I'm not sure how you feel. Especially you compete the games before. You spend that much money to compete. I'd like to hear from you. Yeah, I
1: mean, in my opinion, if you're doing CrossFit as a sport since the very beginning of its of its start, I feel like it's kind of been teetering on the on the edge of irrelevancy, right? Yeah. Like it hasn't really caught mainstream. It hasn't crashed and burned either. It's still just kind of barely hanging on, I guess. So if you're doing it for, and just in in my opinion and from my experience, if you're doing it for the money then you're in probably the worst sport possible just because it does take so much training. It takes so much dedication to your, it's it's really a lifestyle change, right? And it's a lot of work. I would say only a handful of individuals, guy or girl, only a handful of individuals are able to sustain a living just from doing this. It's nothing like, a different sport like football oh you have hundreds maybe even thousands of people making a living just off of a very very decent living just off of playing football with this you have what matt frazier tia to and- all the big names
0: so like i mentioned and- earlier what people see on the stories on the posts, oh they get to travel business class they got their home gym, road center and stuff. They got a nice car and stuff. Don't just think about that represent the whole games athletes or professional athletes. It's just like the, the, uh, the outside. Like the main population of those top level people, they don't get to live like that or they don't get paid like that. So I really want people to understand that even some people compete the games, could be team division, could be individual even multiple times, they still don't get, you, get the pay- paycheck like that. Because CrossFit is still new and also you need to pay to compete and then the pay is just very different. And, some, and yeah. like, like you need to pay to compete. Like football or basketball, your club or the league will take care of everything for you and then you got a paycheck as soon as you show up, as soon as you meet the contract requirement and stuff. In CrossFit, you need to pay to get into to being in here. And then the pay, like you said, if you do it for pay, to get paid, it's possible, but good luck because only a handful of people get to get to get paid from, from doing that. For me, one time we did a local come in Thailand, we won some cash prize. It's not that much money, but we're still like so happy because this is our first time, also my only time to win cash prize as a CrossFit athlete. So, and then after that, I know there's not many chances I could do that. And you done more competitions than me, more higher levels. I'm sure you got the experience of winning cash prize or other stuff. But you also realize it's not that much for living, right? Back in the days. Huh, yeah,
1: yeah. There was only, including regionals, only you know a handful of competitions that I won money in. All of those were obviously just competitions around Texas that I would travel to and get first or second and win a couple hundred bucks. And it's like, what can you do with that?
0: <laughs> also, I want you to bring up, that's a couple people from my old gym or people I still connect with. They see my open score. So, oh, I think that's a really good score. Why don't you do it? Why don't you keep doing it? Why don't you do it professionally? And then I just say like, look, maybe my score is, uh, you think it's a really fast time or really high score? But I know I'm being realistic. I cannot do this professionally. Told them like I have some other stuff to take care. The money I make from it is not much. It's, I'm just being realistic. So I'm glad we both know it's not that much. And there's a story about Olympics. There's a Greek weightlifter. He participated in the Olympics this year. I think it's way before the finals. But he still managed the Olympics. I think they call it semi-final or the round before finals. After he got cut, he couldn't make his finals. And then he's he cried during the interview. And then people ask, Why are you crying? Like, Are you upset? And so he's not upset because he couldn't make his finals. He's more upset or he's crying because it's over. He doesn't, he, he cried because like all the pay or the way he got treated. So basically, he only got paid 200 euros a month as a weightlifting athlete. 200 euros, let's say that's about. 2000 Hong Kong dollars, which is a 250 US as a, in a month for living. So he even mentioned he, does, he didn't have enough money for gas or physio. So basically, just walked to the gym to train. Office Giannis, NBA, MVP Yannis from Greece. So I think he, I read the article, he reached out to these weightlifters. I will support you or fund you a little bit to support training. Hope your career can keep going, not because you only make 200 euros a month and then stop. You could tell like some professional athletes, you would think they could make a lot of money, but that's not the case. So, right. Can you tell us more? What do you guys do now? You and your teammates, since CrossFit obviously is not, professional CrossFit is not really a living for all you guys now. I mean, I know you guys maybe stopped training that much, and then also uh, have another career focus because you don't want to just compete an event and then win a soul, right? At the end, just like Rich Folding in mid Atlantic challenge, his team won the whole thing and they got a soul. So I feel like they probably say, if you have money to make a soul, why don't you pay me more money? Right? So why don't you briefly tell us what your other teammates or training partners doing now after the, Competition age.
1: Yeah, so I know one of the the females on our team, she actually bought into CrossFit Lubbock, which was the gym that we qualified for. So she's now a coach there and part owner of it. So I think that's that's really cool that, that she kept investing in that space. And Joe, so interesting, when he was in college, his major was environmental sciences. And so... When I was in Lubbock, he was like bouncing around a couple different jobs and he owned a gym at one point that he was uh, the coach at and then he sold that. And now I think he's working at a like a, a wildlife area around Lubbock and kind of making sure that the, you know, he's, he's doing a bunch of tests in a lab, which if you know, Joe, I would never think that's what he's been doing, but he says he loves it and that's his passion. So obviously I'm super happy for him and I, I think what he's doing is great yeah, and another female on our team, her name's Shannon. she's actually an ER doctor, so I don't know if she's a like an ER surgeon or if she is kind of more like a, the ER coordinator. I, I want to say she's actually a surgeon, uh, a, a trauma surgeon, which is that's pretty wild and super intense. but I, I really can't even imagine what her day-to day life looks like with that. I don't really you know, we have two other individuals on our team. I don't really know what they're up to. We kind of have lost touch a little bit just from life getting a little bit busy. But from the people that I have kept up with, it seems like they're doing really well and just kind of enjoying, enjoying where they're at in life.
0: Get out of the competing side it actually helps a lot to do other things, to focus on other things. I think you can relate to it. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we touched on it a little bit.
1: In the previous podcast, because that was more geared towards, I guess, life after competitions. But yeah, you really don't, at least for me, I didn't realize how much I was, you know, missing out on or how much I was truly investing until I took a step back. Yep. Yeah, it was like, man, I was so narrow visioned on competing. It was like so much really a priority for me. At that time, just because I was in undergrad at Texas Tech and I would go to school for a couple hours a day and then all my friends were at the gym. So I was like, well, this is just what I do. It's what I really enjoyed. And it was a uh, very appropriate part of my journey for sure. But yeah, stepping out of that, it's like, whoa, man, that's like uh, not sustainable for many people at all.
0: So, like I said, like always some new blood getting into this community and stuff. So I'm glad we grew up and then we get out of it, but we still, care about this community and this thing but just probably in a spectator role we still talk about what happened or like how much they charge people nowadays have a laugh about it still talk about some like old stories about it it's still a main thing or important part of our time but we just like switch it out to different role and we have other focus so I'm glad we're on the same page thank you for Chris being up here today I'm sure we'll have him another time thank you for listening goodbye